Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 116. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a simple podcast which reflects on one question that you possibly are wrestling with or maybe a friend of yours is wrestling with and you don't know how to answer it. And you also find that by just listening to a typical message on Sunday morning or in Sunday school or in a Bible study doesn't necessarily answer the question that you are wrestling with. So we put together these podcasts for our church family so that you have an opportunity to get an answer to what it is that's bothering you or that you're wrestling with. Today's question is going to focus on something that Jesus mentioned in the Gospels concerning something that the Pharisees were doing with regards to their accusations against him. The question we're going to look at today is, what is the blasphemy against the Spirit? What is the blasphemy against the Spirit? And so this is one of those things that confuses us because we kind of tend to think that all sins are forgiven and All sins can be forgiven. We know that some are not because people choose not to find forgiveness in Christ. So we're going to look exactly what's going on here and exactly what is Jesus saying. So we're going to look at that today. Now, before I address the question by looking at the passage from which it's from and the biblical issue, I I want to focus on why is this important? Why is this question important? And I think it's really important for us to kind of consider it for a moment. So I want to give you four things about why it's important. So here's the first one. The person wrestling with the question may be struggling with assurance. Just going to point that out to you. Typically, when you find somebody who's wrestling with the meaning of the question, and usually it becomes quite personal to them, It's probably because they, at that point, are struggling with sin and are struggling with the assurance of salvation. So that's what I want you to see. So the person wrestling with the question may be struggling with assurance. The second thing I want you to see is this, is that the struggle is usually among those who are immature or new believers. It's usually among those who are immature, that is, they're immature in their faith. You know, they may have been saved for a lot of years, but they haven't grown. It's kind of like what Paul mentions in his epistle, that they should be eating meat, but they're still drinking milk. And so they haven't matured. And so this is one area where maybe they haven't matured in, and that's the whole issue of sin in their life and concern that maybe they have committed the blasphemy against the Spirit. And that's especially true among new believers. Now you're saying, why is that? Why is that an issue, George? Well, let's continue on. These folks, that is the mature, 
or the new believer, they're, they're sensitive to the fact that their sin is offensive to God. Now, I think all of us know that. All sin is offensive to God. But when you are a new believer, or especially if you are immature in your faith and you don't understand grace that has been shown to you, you become very acutely aware of what sin is doing in your life and what it's doing to the relationship with God. And so you are very, very sensitive to that fact. So that results in my final point here about why this is important. They struggle with guilt and fear concerning their sin. See, that's all part of the assurance issue. They struggle with guilt and fear concerning their sin. So like with the assurance issue, they're concerned that maybe they have committed the one sin that cannot be forgiven. And so they're trying to understand what is the blasphemy against the Spirit because maybe, possibly, they have committed it, and so they're really concerned and they want to know what it is. So that's why this question is important because there tend to be folks who wrestle and struggle with this issue. So let's move on now. Let's talk about the biblical issue. What is it that Jesus is talking about? Well, we're going to look at the passage that is found in Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 32, but it's also found in Mark chapter 3, verses 22 through 30. We're going to focus on the Matthew passage. So if you've got your Bibles, you can read along with me. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitude were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Wow, an interesting passage. A lot going on there. I'm going to draw out five things that I want you to see here as we try to understand what is the blasphemy against the Spirit. Here's the first one. Jesus is accused by the Pharisees of doing miracles 
in the power of Satan. So here's what's happening. In the passage, Jesus is teaching on the Sabbath. There is somebody who is there who is blind, mute, and demon-possessed. And Jesus casts out the demon and begins to speak. He sees. And so the people, the people are, I mean, they're like excited. They're crying out in excitement and praising God. And they're saying, could this be the son of David? Could this be the Messiah? Well, the Pharisees are hearing him and they are basically saying that Jesus is only able to do these miracles through the power of Beelzebub. Beelzebub was a Canaanite god, but it means Satan. He's the lord of the underworld, the lord of the flies, ultimately. And so Jesus is being accused here by the Pharisees of doing miracles in the power of Satan. Now, it's a little bit more of an issue here than just saying that he's demon-possessed. So let's take a look here. In their unbelief, they attributed the work of the Spirit to Satan. That's what Jesus is saying here in the passage. It's not that they're just speaking against Jesus because he's been accused in other places of being demon-possessed. But rather, they're saying that the work of the Spirit through Jesus, that which Jesus was doing in the power of the Holy Spirit, they are saying is the power of Satan, and he's doing it. And so Jesus is pointing out to them that they are doing something that is not forgivable by attributing the works of God to the works of Satan. So that brings me to my third point. Jesus tells them that their sin will never be forgiven. Never. So this is a sin that cannot be forgiven ever. Notice what it says there, verse 32. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. That's basically saying this will never be forgiven forever. All right, so that's what the issue is. It's attributing the works of the Holy Spirit to the works of Satan as they were being done in the life of Jesus through his miracles. Now, the question is, well, okay, so if that's what the blasphemy against the Spirit is, is it possible for people to do that today? Well, that brings me to my next point. The blasphemy against the Holy Spirit cannot happen today. What do you mean it cannot happen today, George? Well, the reality is, is Jesus is no longer here among us. Jesus is with the Father, seated at the right hand. He ascended to heaven. So the works that Jesus was doing through the power of the Holy Spirit that were being attributed to the power of Satan, that sin is not possible today. No one can do this sin now, period. Well, maybe this is another sin that is unforgivable. Well, that brings me to my final point. This is not the unpardonable sin. Sometimes people will equate the blasphemy against the Spirit with the unpardonable sin. Now, I need to remind you that the unpardonable sin is unbelief. 
God can forgive all sins except being in the continual state of unbelief. That's what the unpardonable sin is. And folks, the unpardonable sin is not the sin of blasphemy against the Spirit. They're connected because there's always the issue of unbelief there, but they're not the same. So if you're asking this question because you personally are wrestling with the assurance of your salvation because you're concerned about the sin in your life and you're concerned about whether or not you've done something to warrant, quote, maybe even losing your salvation or, quote, that cannot be forgiven, I think what you're wrestling with here is a deeper issue. It's not the issue of sin because the reality is, is all people will sin and continue to sin. Think about First John chapter 2, my little children, I write unto you that you sin not. But if you sin, the implication of that verse is that you are going to sin. And so therefore you have an advocate, the passage will tell you, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice, the wrath satisfier for our sin. So really, if you're wrestling with this question, it's reflecting that you are struggling with the whole issue of forgiveness and grace in your life because it's not based upon anything you've done or can do. And you need to recognize that this whole issue of the blasphemy against the Spirit can't take place today. That was something that was taking place when Jesus was among us. It can't take place today. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So you're listening and you're saying, hey, George, I've got some questions How do I get those questions to you? Well, there are several ways that you can get them to us. If you attend the services here at the Kerbinsville Christian Church, we would encourage you to just simply write your question down, throw it in the offering plate, hand it to me, talk to me, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. If you are on Facebook, you simply need to go to facebook.com slash Podcast, and you'll come to our page. We encourage you to like the page. That way you can keep up with what's happening with the podcast, as well as you can also, through the page, direct message us or write on our wall. We'll see your question and we'll answer it here on the podcast. You can go to our church website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page. And while you're there, just fill out the form, submit your question, and we'll have it here for us to look at on the podcast. But, you know, while you're on our church website, you simply need to go to media. You'll see a section there for Finding Clarity Podcast. You'll find our archives, and you'll be able to look at all of our podcasts that are available to you for you to listen to. I can't help but mention the fact that you can also subscribe if you have a mobile device. You can subscribe to the Finding Clarity podcast on both Google Play and iTunes. Just simply search Finding Clarity podcast. You'll see it there and click on that subscription and you'll be able to keep up with what's happening with the podcast. Next week, we're going to look at another question. It kind of comes out of a question that we did two weeks ago concerning whether or not Satan can read our minds. But next week, we're going to look at the whole issue now. If he can't read our minds, 
how does he put thoughts in my mind? So that's the question. How does Satan put thoughts into my mind? That's the question we're going to look at next week. Until then, take care.